Today's episode is dedicated to the middle managers out there. So if you are a middle manager or if there is a middle manager you care about, you're going to want to hear today's show. Hey, it's David, and you're listening to Leadership Without Losing Your Soul, your source for practical leadership inspiration, tools, and strategies you can use to achieve transformational results without sacrificing your humanity or your mind in the process. Welcome to the show today. So glad to have you with us. Some great interviews the last couple episodes, and today we're going to talk about middle managers. So if you're in an organization that's big enough to have anybody in a middle management position, this is going to be a critical episode. And so we're combining elements of winning well, courageous cultures, and more into talking about a particular skill, a crucial skill that the best middle managers have that they master and become very good at. All right, so what are we talking about here? Well, let's start with the context. Middle managers lead in a precarious situation. They don't set the strategic priorities, but if you're a middle manager, you know all too well you are accountable for getting it done, often without the influence to ensure that you have all the resources you need, and that can be challenging. And every day, your team's looking to you for support, which you may or may not be able to give. And so in the middle of all that, there is one vital strategy skill that most middle managers struggle to learn. So why is communication so tricky for middle managers? I mean, you may know that your boss cares deeply about customers, the employees, and doing the right thing for your business. And maybe you've built a passionate team of customer advocates who really want their work to matter. And yet as a middle manager, here you are squashed in the middle of all this passion and good intentions. You're doing the best you can to empathize with and support both your senior team and the front line. And so the cacophony of misunderstanding and misinterpretation that happens in that seat can be so deafening. Things like, why don't they understand why this is so important? And that they can go both directions, right? Why would she do that if she really cared about the employees? How can they be so out of touch with reality? Don't they get it? These executives don't have a clue about how annoyed our customers are. This is just another sign that Frontline's disengaged. And you can hear it both ways. As a middle manager, chances are that no one put the word translator on your job description. And yet, if you can master this skill, you're on your way to increasing performance, your own influence, and everyone's engagement. So let's look at how to be a better translator. If you want to be a better translator, start with a focus on understanding and translating in these five areas. First, industry dynamics. How can you translate industry dynamics into really practical, pragmatic, straight talk? So pay close attention to what's happening in the world around you, what it means to your industry, your company, and your team. Work to understand the competition, what they're doing, Build genuine strategic partnerships with your suppliers, your strategic partners, and know what matters to them and how everything that's going on impacts them as well. And when you have the chance, ask those informed questions of your senior team so that you can get additional perspective and a deeper understanding. The more that you understand the strategic context, the better you'll be able to explain the why behind the what of decisions and activities. All of that knowledge makes it easier to keep your team informed and easy to digest sound bites that can leave them both optimistic about the future and grounded in what they can do next to help. 
All right, number two, translate EBITDA into what I need from you. And if you're not familiar with the word, we're talking about earnings before interest, tax, dividends, and amortization. So your bottom line, it's your fiscal statements, your financials. So you've attended the kickoffs, you've heard the vision, you've got a good sense of strategic priorities, and that's all good context to help your team feel like they're a part of something important. What matters next is that your team understands the so what for them. So you need to translate strategy into tangible behaviors. So, of course, here at Let's Grow Leaders, our mission is to rid the world of cynical, dehumanizing leadership, which is inspiring for people that want to be a part of that mission. But it's not all that useful unless we can help every person on our team understand how they contribute to that work. What do they do every single day? From how we engage with clients, the curriculum we choose to build, who we work with, how to prioritize our time. So taking all of your fiscal strategy, your missional strategy, and turning that into the practical, translating that into practical day-to-day behaviors. And then number three is your ability to translate executive urgency into tangible action. This is one of the most artful skills, I think. As a middle manager, one of the most important jobs that you'll have is to communicate a sense of urgency when it's appropriate without creating unproductive stress. And what will often happen is an executive will stumble across something stupid that's happening on your team, and then it's natural for them to worry about what else is wrong. Being a great translator means buffering some of that stress, helping everyone to keep their perspective, doing what needs to be done as efficiently as possible, and keeping anyone who needs to know informed. I call this ability to master urgency and, and translate it in a healthy way being a good lightning rod. If you think about the energy of lightning, it can be destructive, or with a good lightning rod, it can pass through without doing damage and it even can be harnessed in some ways. Number four, we're going to translate employee angst into reasonable requests. So you've been working to translate those executive strategies into tangible actions, connecting what to why, and you've buffered your team from the unnecessary stress and angst. Now it's time to focus on translating the other direction. Your people have anxieties, they have real needs, and they're looking to you to be their advocate. One of the best strategies to translate people's concerns is to frame them in terms of the strategic objectives that matter most to your executives and attach a specific doable request. That way you don't look like you're complaining or shuttling along an issue that you can't address. Instead, you're coming with commitment and concern for what matters most and practical, specific ways to help everyone get there. So if you can come with a clear, actionable request with strategic benefits, That's going to help you translate your people's concerns in a way that gets results and makes you a better advocate. All right, number five, translate deep questions into dialogue. Awesome middle managers are masters of good dialogue. Once you've worked to translate concerns in both directions to take responsibility and lead, you can take it a level further and work to foster meaningful dialogue. To create dialogue, position yourself as a facilitator for well-intentioned parties who are committed to success and have good ideas that will benefit everyone to hear and discuss. So what does that sound like? It sounds like saying, hey, there's an opportunity here for us to build something together or to find a deeper solution. That's why I suggested we meet. 
Sometimes there's no substitute for people hearing directly from one another and talking together. And you can be the one to facilitate and make that happen. And you want to save this skill for those moments when nothing less will do. So translator may not have been on your job description if you're in a middle management role. Or if you're in a senior leadership role and you're looking at your middle managers and trying to figure out how do I help them to be as effective as possible, focus on this skill. The skill of adding the strategic context that's necessary. Turning those industry dynamics into pragmatic talk. Getting the bottom line, the financial strategies into specific practical actions. Managing executive urgency and employee angst and turning those into you know reasonable, actionable requests, both directions. And then being a facilitator for those deep questions and turning that into dialogue. Hey, this is Nora and I have a question. Hi, David. My name is Jamie and I'm calling in from Maine. My question is about... Hey, David. This is Julian from Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. This is John from Colorado Springs. This is Johan White from Kingston. I have a question for you. This is Cynthia from Baltimore. Hi, David. This is Susan from New Jersey. And my question is... Hi, David. This is Dean from Denver. I would love your advice on this. And today's question comes from Brian in Denver. And Brian asks, Hey, David, I took a 360 recently and I got so much feedback. It's overwhelming. What do I do? And I love this question. Brian, thank you for sending it. And I would love to answer your leadership or management related question. You can send those to me at david.die at letsgrowleaders.com. Or you can go to leadershipwithoutlosingyoursoul.com site for the podcast. Click the big orange button and you can record your question there. All right, 360 feedback tools are fantastic or can be. One of the downsides is yes, you can get a lot of feedback and hopefully some of it's very positive, but some of it's also going to be challenging. And there's always opportunities for us to be growing. So what do you do with that feedback? Well, I recommend two things. First, narrow your focus. Pick one. Make sure and ground yourself in all of the positive, healthy elements that came out of it, the things that you're doing well. Celebrate those, recommit to those. But then for the growth areas, just pick one. You can't focus on five different areas. Pick one, invest your energy there. So that's strategy number one. Number two, go back to all the folks who shared their feedback with you. Or if it was anonymous and you don't know, share with the organization, whoever could have. Hey, Thank you for sharing your information with me. Got a lot of really healthy, positive feedback, things that are going to help me to improve. Here's what I'm going to be working on. So in other words, close the loop. Respond to what you heard. Let them know. So those are the first two suggestions. And then if you want a third bonus one, you can invite people into that journey with you to say things like, hey, so I am working on how I respond to problems when they come up. I want to do that in a healthier way. So two things I ask of you, team. One, when you see me doing it well, let me know that I'm, I'm getting it right. Always appreciate that feedback, and I want to do that for you too. And then second is you have my invitation when I don't get it right to, you know, just give me a wave. Go, oh, that's that thing we're talking about. And that makes you a more credible leader because they can see you growing, but it also gives your team permission to invest in the same journey. So Brian, thanks again for that question, and I will look forward to answering your question in a future episode. Remember, mastering a middle manager's translation skills will help you deepen your reputation as a strategic and capable leader. 
Translate your executive's urgency into practical, tangible actions. Translate your employee angst into reasonable requests. Help people to understand the why behind the what's and facilitate the dialogue. And you're on your way to being the leader you'd want your boss to be. Until next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.